Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So glad you could join us on a Wednesday morning, not just any Wednesday morning. Joyke, it's been a while since I heard you say this. It's what up, though? What up, though? What up, though, Wednesdays? <laughs> what up, though, Wednesdays, where we focus on local businesses in the area? I love it. I love what up, though? What up, though? What up, though, Wednesdays? <laughs> but yeah, focusing, focusing on the small businesses um, in the local area. Try to give them some more pub um, during these times. Yeah. We all need a little bit of help. Oh, don't, isn't that the I, truth? We all need a little bit. Our souls need a little bit of help. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, seriously, there's just so <sighs> much bringing us down right now, Here man. It's so much. It's, it's, it's so sad. It really is. It's so sad. And um, you know what, though? It's, it's, it's just another hurdle that. I like to uh, hear you say that. It's just another hurdle. I like to hear you say that. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, yeah, it's it's a mindset. So, whatever your whatever you want it to be, whatever you think, it shall be. All right. So I, I have a I have a saying like in my house, um, none of my kids can say I can't. All right. You you because whether you say you can or you can't, you're I right. Love them. So in my house, you can't say I can't. And my son says. Dad, I can't do. I need a hundred push-ups. Every time he says I, I can, I need a hundred push-ups. Kids, does that sound familiar, Jack and Lauren? If you guys yeah. are watching, does that sound familiar? No, you know. So, Joy, um, I, I, I swear to God, I did the exact same thing when they were that, little. You know, and every time I, I say thing. something about parenting, you always do that 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 smile you oh, do. It makes me happy. Yeah, it just you yeah, know what you, you do that smile and. You know, it makes me feel like, okay, I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. No, I, well, I don't know about that. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm the barometer of all good things parenting, but mm. it, it makes me... Hey, hey, hey. It, it makes me smile because, you know what? I, I have two pretty good kids, and yeah. uh, that that's the exact same thing. I, I said, I don't believe... I would always say, I don't believe in I can't. I don't, I don't believe in I can't, you know? And uh, to this day, I mean, my daughter has this big uh, chemistry thing going on, right? Yeah. And she's been, uh, I mean, just obsessing about it for days, you know. 
And I, I, I told her, I said, honey, I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through, but what, what have I always told you? And she says it without, you know, hesitation. She, she, she always drops the dad. If I, if I give my best, I have nothing to hang my head about. And I said, okay, cool. Are you giving your best? I, I, I said, then, then that's all you can do. You can't give any more than your best. There isn't, there isn't some, you know, dig down and find an extra level. There's no such thing. You know, I, I said, honestly, you're the only one that can answer that. I can't answer it. Your mom can't answer it. Your brother can't answer it. Your grandparents can't answer it. Are you, are you giving your best? Yep. Okay, cool. 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 I mean, right? That, that's, that's, yep. I love to hear that. That makes me happy. Hey, you know, it's funny. Uh, Vinny, we talked about this this morning. Uh, I was um, in the other room. I was with Jesse, and me and Jesse was talking. And Vinny comes on here and says exactly what I, what I, like what I've been saying for I don't know how long, but he said, "Check your cryptos if you have them. Everything is way up right now, and that's so true. That's so. If I've been telling you, I told yes. you yesterday. True story. True story. I told you. I said you got to get it. I said you got to get it now. And you say you know what, Joy? If you, if you said it, I believe you. Yeah, you said it. If you say it, I believe you, but." You made a lot of smart decisions, so I, to you, it's just like, ah, I don't need Well, it. you always want more, right? Yeah, right. And, I mean, that's... Yeah, you want, I, I'm not... I'm not when somebody said, no, that's enough. There are there are things that 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 um, we've, we've made some really good decisions, and there, you know, as you know, there are some things that I can't do yet that, that I can do in the next 10 years that... Um, you know, some of those good decisions are going to become even better decisions. But, but right. you know how it is. You have to be patient, and that—that's—it's yeah. tough sometimes. Mm. Absolutely, it's tough mm. sometimes. You should—you should do a—you um, should like do a, a an explanation about the cryptos because I think like when okay when somebody says Vinny when all right so let me read what Vinny said all right check your cryptos if you have them everything is way up right now yeah. I think there's a level of of what is crypto that is out there? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I I give you an example on what crypto is. So crypto is is a um, it's just a new form of payment method. So how they when they created cryptocurrency, they created this thing what they call a blockchain. So a blockchain is basically a online ledger where you can go on there, um, you can make transactions, and you're you're able to see that transaction forever. It it can never be manipulated. It can never be altered. And so that's one thing about the blockchain. It's very secure. Um, the thing that made it so appealing back in the day when it, when it was first created is that uh, a person can send another person money uh, using cryptocurrency, um, and you couldn't see who the sender was, and you couldn't see who the receiver was. You can only see the transaction. And so it was basically decentralized, and that what made it so appealing. And so... Yeah, but like a lot of different countries um, all using the same currency. And I'll give you an example. Uh, it was funny because I think it was a, a a large number of people. I could be, I'm paraphrasing, I think it was about 100 people that were in um, the Bitcoin market. Um, and they made over $100 million a piece um, in the crypto when the crypto shot up, I think in 2017. Um, and I don't think none of them paid taxes on it because it wasn't technically it was like it was in limbo sure it was in limbo sure and so mm -hmm. and so when that happened 
the government said, oh, no, we, we need our money. And so they actually in China, they banned Bitcoin for a while until they can figure out how they can regulate it. Um, we never shut it down here, but it was in limbo. Uh, it was in limbo. And usually the government is not going to shut down big business. They just want to figure out a, a way to regulate, regulate it, it. To, yep. so they can get their portion. You they can get their it. piece. And uh, around the same time, Bitcoin was shooting up and, and, and getting bigger. It was the same time marijuana was getting big here, and they were trying to figure out how to regulate marijuana. And so um, you're in the middle of like all these things happening at one time, and um, how they, how the government re- kind of regulated crypto. It wasn't by going after, you know like bitcoin because they can't go after bitcoin because they don't know who they don't know who designed it yep it's a name out there and they they can't put a face with the name they don't know who designed it and so they can't shut it down so it's crazy so they go after the platforms that sell crypto and that's how they get all of our information and if they and if the platforms aren't aren't willing to give that information they shut down that platform Wow. Yeah. And so it's a lot that goes into it, but it's very simple once you get into it. It's like a foreign language. Once you stay around it, things will start to make sense after a while. And um, I've probably been in for close to four years now. And so. Do you know what's interesting? Um, And I, this is a quote that I used to hear all the time. Like, uh, my parents are stuck in their ways, right? Um, You might use the word stubborn. Um, my, My dad in particular. Um, is is a very very stubborn man. I mean, till the very end, he's just a very very stubborn man. Mm-hmm. But uh, I use the term "you can't keep an old, uh, you can't teach an old dog new, new tricks." tricks. And, and what I mean by this is, it's funny. Vinny said, "I got into this market in 2016." You mentioned you got it into it in, into it in 2017. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you made reference to this the way that that i got involved in some stocks and things like that was right at the tail end of the recession i got in at the right time i got out at the right time in in particular in in a couple different markets but that's a story for another day and and i think you you made reference to this it's nice i think if i was in my mid to late 30s i'd probably be more intrigued by it but you know what part of the problem is and i explained this to you yesterday I can see the finish line over there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and and it's still a ways away. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I know you were ready to have mass celebrations. The evil is going and everything. But I can see the finish line. You, you know what I mean? I, I'm not that long away from being able to go, dude. I'm done. I did it. I I, I got it. And now, now it, it's not sitting in perpetuity. It's mine. It's all there and everything. So I think that is... That is the impetus for a lot of younger people that that maybe the older people the you can't teach us old dogs new, new tricks, tricks and everything. Yeah, you, you know, because you know what? Because a lot of the older wealthy people who invested, say, in gold, um, they invested in the gold thinking like as time went on, the younger generation um, would start to purchase and, and buy more gold. But when this cryptocurrency came out, you see the uh, the gold numbers start to go down. And so a lot of these wealthy people are taking their money out of gold and kind of shifting it over into the crypto market. And you see a lot of different um, hedge funds, a lot of different um, financial institutions are starting to get into crypto now. Um, you can actually buy Tesla now using Bitcoin. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a so it's it's slowly shifting over to um, this new fad. 
So uh, I'm, I'm excited to be in it. And the funny thing is, there's what, seven point something billion people on this on this earth. And people think it's too late to get into crypto, but understand it's not even, we don't even have 10% of the world on this yet. Absolutely. And so when you, even if you got in now, even though you think the numbers are high, you're still getting in early. Like you're still getting in early. And so I will urge you to do your research on the coins that you invest in because you have like different markets, right? So you have like a lot of major coins, like you have Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, um, you have XRP, you have Binance. So you have all these different coins and a lot of these coins are their own market. And so when I say that means you will buy this coin and then this coin has about another 800 to 1000 coins in it that in order to get these coins, you have to buy this coin first and then use it to invest in these other sure, coins. Sure, sure, sure. And so um, it's getting to a point now to where you don't have to do that on these certain platforms. You can just go right to this coin and just purchase this coin. And that's what's making um, the market kind of grow. And um, smart contracts. Um, have you ever seen the movie um, Ready Player One? Fish, have you seen that yes. movie, Ready yeah, Player my, One? Yeah, my kids are my kids. Adam, are have you seen it. that movie? Yep. Hey, put on Adam. Put on Adam. Adam, have you seen Ready Player One? I have, I have. All right, so they have a coin, right? I'm going to give you an example. They have a coin called Decentraland, right? And I invested in this coin back um, early on. And this coin, you can go into the coin like a virtual reality, just like how they would do it on Ready Player One, and you can create your own land, your own world, and you can literally go there. And when I say go there, you can go there, buy the land, you can build a club, you can do, you say say you built a club and you have other people going into this virtual reality. They will have to pay you to get into your club. And so now when they, they're paying you real money to get into your virtual reality club. And so now every time they spend a coin, they burn a coin, which helps the price of the coin go up. Sure. And so it's a lot of different coins out there that's very <laughs> unique like this that you have to look at their technology because there's over, there's close to 9,000 coins now. When I got into it, it was about 2,300. No kidding. And now it's, it's really grown. Like I've even created a coin. <laughs> I did, I'm not gonna lie to you, I created one. And so um, as time goes on, like you just sit back and you just, you trust the process. When the coins go down, don't take it out, don't get scared. Cause it's the long game we're playing. It's a long game. Wait, does that sound familiar? Anybody yeah. out there? That's yeah, it's a long. It's investment? a long game we're playing. We're playing a long game, and so I was happy that I invested in it, and I lost a lot at the beginning, but I never took it out. And then all of a sudden, I trusted the process, and oh boy, did it pay off. Yeah, well, dude, you know what it is, and I think anybody can relate to this. That there, a lot of times, what happens is. Um, do you know the way that I looked at things? Like when, when I lost, uh, I don't even want to tell you, a lot off my portfolio around 08, 09. Mm -hmm. you, you can't lose your mind over it because it's not money that you have anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would tell it because some of my buddies, you know, you got to remember at the time, we're all in our late 30s, right? Holy crap, what, what the? I had this and now it's this. And I was like, you had nothing. You didn't. I mean, you had it in name, but it's not like, Hey, Joy, let's let's roll to the bank right now and take that money out. You, you didn't have it. Mm -hmm. The the good news for people that were my you know around my age is there was enough time where you were going to take your hit, 
but you knew if you were smart and you stayed the course and played the long game, as you played said, you were going to go back like this. The people that I felt sorry for, if I was, instead of being 37, 38 years old, if I was 57, 58 years old, I would have been out of my, I'd have been out of my mind. I, seriously, I, I would have been out because, you know, the finish line's right there now, not for you. over there. I, I would have been it, out of my mind at the time. And you know what it is? A lot of uh, a lot of people are saying they don't want to get into it that that are a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, like my mother said, she didn't want to get into it because uh, she didn't want to take that risk. A lot of older people don't want to get into it because they don't want to take that risk, and I understand that. But it's not a risk because it's not going anywhere. And once they were able to regulate it and made it legal, so that financial institutions can't get into it, you you saw the rise um, in a lot of the coins. Um, now, I mean, they're even rolling out different uh, prototypes for a USD coin. Um, slowly but surely, I think we're going to be shifting over from the from fiat currency over into this crypto market. I, 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 I am I one, Joyke, I, I am one. I don't like to tell people how to live their lives, okay? Mm-hmm. I think you've probably figured that out about me. Um, I, I, whether it be an individual, whether it be the government, um, we're, we're wonderful Bodies and we can make our own choices and everything. Can I make a suggestion? I don't want to tell you what to do. Uh, to young Adam sitting over there or young fish sitting over there, listen, listen when guys are talking like this. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. I, and and guy, a guy like Joyke is not only saying this because he's lived it, but you can benefit mightily for it. And, yeah. and that's the biggest thing. Joyke, I wish I would have been more cognizant of things like that in my 20s you know mm. what i mean mm. now don't get me wrong i mean in, you in your well. 20s you, you know yeah whatever i work for the next 30 years or anything but yeah. you can get always get started on doing this and joy here comes the word make your money work for you make you it's like what's the term you know the the term is uh if you're not making money while you sleep you'll work the rest of your life mm-hmm. and um that quote always stayed in my head um, and so um, I got around people that were smarter than me, honestly, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm dumb, <laughs> but uh, I definitely was around people who kind of helped guide me and kind of showed me the way. Here, here at the end of the day, like, Joy, I, you're basically saying the exact same thing that, mm-hmm. that happened with me. I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. Who knows this stuff? Mm-hmm. Who who knows this stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's a, there's no path that there's no, no book. That, I have this book by Adam that that no, no, there's no A through Z to get there. So you know what you do? You you sit down with a guy like Adam, or you sit down with a guy like Joyke, or you yeah. sit down with somebody that a billionaire that for whatever reason decided that he was going to give me some great advice, and um, I I use that great advice and it worked to my benefit. It worked. It worked. Yeah, listen to smart people, right? Listen, it's, it's, listen it's not a them. bad thing. Listen to them. I'm telling you, you know what's hilarious? Because sometimes they don't have to be older than you. My little cousin told me about cryptocurrency. For real? My little cousin. Now, when you say little. My younger cousin. How, so, how much younger? Uh, he used to probably about five years younger. And mm-hmm. so he told me about cryptocurrency. He had to be about, he was a freshman in college. He was a freshman in college. He invested into the market. Um I think he invested probably like just two thousand, and then I think within a week and a half it flipped over to twelve thousand, and he didn't even know what he was doing. 
and he said, I don't know what I was doing. And so that's when him about another um, 10 more of his friends who were all at the uh, at the same university started to really study because it's a lot of information and it's more information than what one person can kind of handle. And so it's good to have a team of people that's looking at news, uh, what's going on in India, news of what's going on in China, news about what's going on here, um, seeing the different technology and the different coins and what they're doing. And um, yeah, I think we talked about, about this on the show when people were um, buying NFT, basically buying like these, um, these crypto um, cards where it was, it was basically a players like player cards on crypto and that shot up and i'm like and i didn't understand why that shot up so it's 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 very interesting uh i think it's something that if you haven't looked into you should definitely look into and uh a lot of fun but since we're talking about finances have i told you guys about hall financial pro whoa pro whoa when is the last time you checked your interest rate? If it's over 3%, then you need to call Hall Financial for a free five-minute mortgage checkup and tell them Wilbur Sports sent you. Hall Financial is fast, and they do all of the heavy lifting for you, so go to davidhallmortgage.com now to get started. Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, and more personal attention. Can you Bill. believe we're only a couple of weeks away from the draft? Uh, lots of draft stuff out there. Uh, Joyke, I'm intrigued mm. to hear what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. There are a couple different, uh, at the end of the day, there are a couple different mocks that we want to talk about as well. So much to do on a Wednesday morning. That's why we're here. He's Joyke Bell. I'm Sean Belegia. This is Woodward Sports. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You don't form the ball at work. Hey, Drug Bell, Sean Belizean. See you guys next weekend. Hmm. Thanks, Mike. Oh, soft. Wait till it comes to New Zealand. Swore that out. All right, so, Joy, you know what I do want to ask you about? I, I don't know if you guys saw this. I'm going to read verbatim. We tweeted this out earlier this morning. Uh, by the way, what up, Doe? Um, here's a statement. With the voluntary workout period starting shortly and no acceptable resolution to our union's negotiations with the NFL over comprehensive COVID-19 protocols, we will be exercising our CBA right to not attend voluntary workouts. 
We know our home state of Michigan continues to get hit hard by the pandemic, and based on the continuing guidance of medical experts, it is in everyone's best interest to play it safe again this offseason. Players on our team are proud to support other players around the league in making an informed decision about their health and safety, guided by the facts and support from our union. That is a statement on the behalf of the Detroit Lion players, okay? And to that, I say bravo. Bravo. How, how could somebody be against Joik if you and your teammates decided that you weren't, uh, you weren't comfortable with the way things are going on right now in our great state? And I don't know how any human could be. Um, but how on earth could somebody be agitated at a decision like that, that you guys doing that for the voluntary um, workouts? Let me ask you this, because our buddy Chad brought this up, okay? It's easy to say if you are a veteran, if you are somebody that you know that you've got a job on on the roster and everything. But Chad brought this up today. How about the guys like Joyke Bell coming out of Wayne State? How about the guys like Joyke Bell coming out of Wayne State right now? Mm-hmm. How how much more difficult would it be right now, Joyke? Yeah. You, you don't have those opportunities. And, and you know what? When Chad brought that you know up, what? I was like, holy crap, I didn't think about that. And the first thing I thought of is you. Because, I, Joy, you don't know this, okay? You, I'm serious. I'm going to tell you something you don't know. Okay. I told anybody to listen, you, you were going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my own two eyes. Not that I'm sitting here playing talent evaluator. I, I told anybody that. I went on the air. I told my, my partner, who was a Lions beat writer at the time, I said, this guy's going to be in the NFL. You're, you're going to have to take my word for it. I'm not being a Wayne State slappy and everything. Yeah. It was just about you finding that opportunity to get there. Mm-hmm. All you needed was the door open a crack. That's all I need. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. I, you know, and That's I'm, all you needed. I'm not kissing your ass. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, yeah. it was like I watched you play. This guy's better than other guys. Yeah, okay? I remember. It's funny you said that because I remember um, uh, when Shannon Shaw spoke at the, the Harlan Hill commencement when he said that, um, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what schools you play for. Because once you set foot in the NFL and you set foot on that football field, how much money you make, what school you went to, that doesn't matter. Once you step on that field, it's all football. And one thing that they, one thing you can't hide on that football field is talent. Yep. He said, and I swear he looked at me. He looked me in my eyes when he said that. And I felt like he was talking directly to me when he said that. And it was at that point in time where I was like, nothing's going to stop me from, you know, fulfilling this dream of mine. All right. So uh, does this hurt the chances of people like me who didn't get drafted, who had to kind of scrap it, fight and scrap to get there, to make a team or to get on a roster or even to make a practice squad? Um, Yes (laughs) and no, right? It helps you to a standpoint of you being able to get that um, that time and down with the quarterback, getting that time and down with your O-lineman. Um, does it hurt their evaluation on you? Yes, a little bit because they can't see you as much. But understand, you're not with you know the scouts or the coaches that whole offseason program. The first couple of weeks, you're just with uh, you're going to be just with the um, with the weight room coach, um, and then. 
after a couple of weeks, then the coaches come in. They can do like position drills and um, a couple routes. And then now the coaches come in. Now you're going through the whole OTA kind of um, thing, and then you're going through mini camp. So if you don't have that, it sucks for the standpoint of not being able to get that timing. But they they're really looking at you doing training camp um, to see how you play in the games. Um, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Yep. Um, but. You know, if you're a young guy coming in, you going to these OTAs and offseason workouts are going to teach you kind of how to be a pro, right? This is what you need to do when you go back home when, when we break in June, right? And so a lot of guys don't know how to be pros yet when they're coming in as rookies, so they have to be around some guys that can teach you how to be a pro. So that's the, that's the downfall. But the evaluation – You'll get evaluated during training camp, and you'll have opportunities to go out there and showcase your talent. And then it's up to you. You know what I love? It, it's it's so funny because um, the NFL, just hearing you describe it, the NFL is, is like the great equalizer because you're also a guy that you had to deal. Look, in the college football world, it's not exactly a secret. They are going to give a – highly recruited five-star athlete or four-star athlete they are going to give this guy every opportunity in the world to succeed that's going to be depending on where he was drafted yeah and and that's what it all changes in the nfl right your first your first one two three and and maybe four you know you can go out there first round you can probably make about three or four mistakes you know the same mistake second round you might be able to make three you know, depending on, you know, your potential. They might give you they might give you four. Third, fourth, you might get two. You know, two, you know, two. Third round maybe 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 three if you've been balling. But you know, that fifth, sixth, seventh, you probably get, you know, you know, one or two. Like one or two. Undrafted, all you get is one. You make that same mistake twice, you're out of here. Yeah, and then I mean, you out. See, in college, it's not going to catch those guys, but in the pro, I was going to catch you. That that's that's where, and and yeah. that's a point I'm making. You I know, remember. I don't care if you were a five star athlete that that 500 schools were recruiting four years ago. Okay, if Joyke Bell comes in and plays better, you guess what? Yeah, chances are Joyke Bell's going to win that job. Yeah, it's funny because um, you weren't here, but we had Coach Mockins on. I remember, yeah. I remember when I played, we talked about uh, it was. It was um, me, Marshawn, C.J. Spiller, uh, Fred Jackson. We had Chad Simpson, and we also had a guy named Ronnie Ferguson. He was a fullback. And so he said, listen, guys, y'all, you know, like, you guys make these mistakes. You you guys want to be here and, 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 and not put in the work. Don't be surprised if they knock on your door with the pink slip, you know, you know with that plane ticket, you know, send the coach. In the back, but he said, "Don't be surprised." Now I ain't gonna keep telling you, you know. All right, you know you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I I remember him saying that, but you know I ended up making a practice squad, and and the other guys got the other guys got cut, like they were out of there. Uh, And I remember, and I remember when uh, we had Coach Marcus on, he was telling us about when he coached at, um, uh, well, he's coaching at Denver now, and. He went to the head coach. They had drafted, I think, a, a second rounder and a fourth rounder. And then they had this undrafted kid to come in. Um, and he went to the head coach said, listen, coach, I need to let you know. And I think he went to the front office as well and said, listen, I know you guys drafted these guys. I, I know. 
but this undrafted guy is the best running back we got on the team. I'm going to play him. And he had to, like, put his name on the line um, for who he felt um, deserved to play. And when he said that, that resonated with me, what Shannon Sharp was saying when he was giving his acceptance speech, one so Hall of Fame about it doesn't matter what school you went to. It doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. Once you step on this football field, it's all football. Yep. You know, and so um, that guy <clears throat> went went on as a rookie to be the first rookie to ever become a pro bowler. And who I'm talking about? Mm-mm. No. Who was a star running back for Denver Broncos? Are you talking about um, back in the day? Nope. Talk about now. I can't, right. I can't even. I can't even think right now. Yeah, Lindsay. Oh yeah, Philip Lindsay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, um, he came in and um, he earned a spot and played well. Good he got for the opportunity. Him. Good for him. Yeah, and the stories like that that I love to hear with the guys who have to work their way up and earn it. I'm with you. Yeah. Love yeah, it. You know. You know. So, um, like, like you said, there's no formula. There's no exact formula to how we do this because we're dealing with people, and the variable can always change. It can always change. It's such a silly system, too, and, and, and I'm sorry. You know, this, this even starts before, uh, long before the NFL because the whole stars thing, right? And I've, I've had arguments with people for years about how, uh, oh, my goodness, did you see all these four and five stars that this university got or that university got? And, Clearly, that's gonna. This is this is gonna equal their their greatest recruiting class ever, and it's people kind of live and die with that stuff. And I, I I don't get it because I've watched teams that weren't supposed to be that good go like this, and I've watched teams that were supposed to be loaded and and have all these five star talents go like that. There are so many other different variables that that go into that. But uh, Joyke, it, it's it's always funny when when I hear people talk that way because it, it's just like. The star system in and of itself. Braylon Edwards told me a funny story. <laughs> okay, and, and you Braylon. know Braylon, what's up, yeah. Braylon? Braylon Edwards told me a very funny story. For those of you that don't remember, Braylon Edwards was a flat-out stud at Michigan. I mean, just a stud-wide receiver. He was a legacy. His father played at Michigan. Braylon went on to have himself a career and make some money in the National Football League. Um, Braylon told me, this is straight from Braylon's mouth. Braylon said before his senior year, he he thought it was really strange that Michigan had never come knocking on the door. Michigan had never, ever come knocking on the door. He, He didn't get it. You know, here he was a legacy. He was in Michigan's backyard. You know, he, he was a guy that people knew of at the time. He was a three star. He was a three star. And he said, he went to a game his senior year, and they basically surprised him uh, in, in the post game after Lloyd spoke to the team, and then he introduced a couple of the recruits, and he said, this is Braylon Edwards. His father, Stan, played here. Braylon, we want you to play at Michigan. And, and Braylon was like, whoa, you know, this, this is awesome. I, I just got offered in the locker room in front of everybody. So, you know, obviously Braylon made the decision to go to Michigan. Braylon told me this, his own words, not mine. He goes, I committed on a Saturday. I was a three-star athlete. By the time Monday rolled around, just because Michigan was after me and I committed to Michigan, 
magically another star appeared next to my name. And I go, how did that happen? He goes, good question. He goes, I didn't do anything. There was no game. I didn't play a game. I didn't put anything on tape. Mm-hmm. I was in a locker room. Lloyd Carr called my name, and I became a Michigan Wolverine, so magically an extra star appeared next to my name. Won't he do it? No, but you know what I mean? What, Won't he do it? How, how silly is that? I mean, and I was glad to hear him say how silly that was. Yeah. Nothing changed. Nothing changed. Just this. Really? That's what it is. That's that's all it is. That's all it is. People people talking, and then people getting this this narrative in their head. Sometimes it can be a false narrative. Sometimes it could be true, but they take they take it for your word because of either somebody above them said it, or their colleague or friend said it. Who they who they they kind of respect their opinion, and so now they have this narrative in their head. And now, how do they get that out their head? Because a lot of these guys don't go through and watch a lot of film. They don't watch the whole games. They Truth. watch highlights. They watch Truth. highlights. They don't. They don't. They won't watch a whole game. And so, a small parts in the game you won't be able to see. Uh, and I give you a perfect example: the Indianapolis play. Mm-hmm. If you don't watch, that's not going to be on a highlight. But if you watch the game, you'll be like, "That's a pretty good play. That's a pretty good play. Pretty good. It's a pretty good play." <laughs> But if you're not watching film, you're not going to see. You're just going to watch the highlights, and and then you're going to go about your business because it's just so many players. How can you watch film on multiple games of these guys? So um, do I like it? No. Do I understand it? Somewhat. Um, so I, I uh, Joy, I'll tell you what. It's, it's interesting because in, – and you – you live this life. It has exploded in the last 15 years, but I'm sure that you lived this life, and I'll let you talk about it. Uh, another way that guys started to get the extra stars appear next to their name is going to these camps. I never had a star. Isn't that funny? I never had a star by Isn't my name. Isn't that funny? Isn't that hysterical? I never had a star by my name. It, all right. Not a star. N- Think not about a star. That. He wasn't a one star I out of anything. Benton Harbor. Isn't that hysterical? Nothing. Nothing. You know what's funny? So, uh, Coach Will, he used to coach at the U- University of Michigan. He heard about me, and he came down. And he, I think he might have came to a game or saw film of me. He watched film of me. That's what it was. And they were recruiting a group of guys, and he went to the coach's office and said, listen, Coach, I want you to take a look at this guy here. And the coach said, no, you know, we already have a running back. We already did that. And he said, okay, but, you know, I just think he's a pretty good player. But it was funny because I went to go train because Troy told me about him. And I was going there to go train with him just um, just to be healthy, not to try to get back, but just to stay healthy. And he said he remembered me uh, from high school. And he said that if he would have fought harder for me, that I probably could have been at Michigan. But I'm happy he didn't because I wouldn't probably have had the same type of success at Michigan that I would have had at Wayne State. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause that year they had hmm. they had just got Mike, uh, Mike Hart the year before. Uh, I don't know if you remember Kevin Grady. I do. Yeah. Um, Kevin Grady. Um, they also just got Antonio Bass, which 
um, Coach Will was telling me about, he said that as a freshman, he was the best player on the team. Hmm. He said as a freshman, he Amazing. was the best player on the team. With that freak accident where he tore his, uh, he tore his knee, yeah. um, had surgery, I think they hit a nerve, um, and he, was, he never played again. Uh, and then they had one more running back. I forgot his name. He was from Saginaw. So I'm like, I don't want to go here and, and be behind these guys and have to fight to try to get on the field. Like, I don't mind competing, but when you got five-star running backs and, and, and a guy like Antonio Bass, who's ranked number, um, what, seventh in the country at quarterback and number four as an athlete, I'm like, I don't want to go there and they, you know, they're, and I got to try to, I'm like, no, I'll, and then when they did recruit me, they recruited me as a safety. Sean, they recruited me as a Joyke safety. Joyke Bell. I said, I've never played safety a day in my life. Uh, you know who uh, I, I say I, I'm on my way. You know who I you know who I had uh, a similar experience with. Who? Uh, do you remember Chester Taylor? That sounds familiar. Played at River Rouge. He's a few years before you. Uh, he, uh, '90s guy. Mm. Played at. Uh, oh, that's a lot of years. Play, played it. Played at River Rouge. <laughs> a lot but of years. played in the league for a few years. You, you know, uh, Minnesota Vikings in particular. Okay. And Chester was a guy that was you know here in the backyard. Uh, Got the job. You know what? Opportunity came. They told him, you're going to get the Rocket Toledo. You are going to get the Rocket Toledo. And the kid balled down in Toledo. End up getting drafted in the league, played about 10 years in the league and everything. And he told me the same thing because I was, I was doing their games at the time. And he told me the exact same thing. He, he, he goes, could I have gone someplace else? Yeah, I probably could have. He goes, Toledo walks in my room. Tom Amstutt says, we're going to take care. I mean, tells my mom, we're going to take care of your boy. We want him to have the rock from, from the second he walks on campus. You know? He, he, and he did. Kid was, guy was a flat-out stud in the Mid-American Conference. And what I years t- was he at Toledo? He was in Toledo 99, 2000, 2001, 2002, I believe. Was he there with Lance at all? Yeah, they're they're pat. No, you know what? He may have left a little bit before Lance. Lance was uh, there after I left. I left after 2000. So I think Lance was there after me. But yeah, I bet they, I bet they, I'm going to look that up now. Damn it. No, because I think they might have been, because you got to think, I went to Wayne State in 05. Mm -hmm. And Lance has me by uh, about four or five years. So he might have had like a year. Or two with them, I'm thinking. Look at that real quick. Hey. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna look. We'll, that we'll up. talk. We'll talk amongst Ch- ourselves. Chester. Hey. Chester was. Uh, he left in '02. He got drafted uh, in '02. Yeah. He was there with Lance. So for a bit. Lance was. I think they may have crossed one Lance, year. And for people that were that don't know, we're talking about Lance Moore. Um, Super Bowl chat with the with the Saints. Also played here in Detroit with uh, with me as well. Also played in New Orleans with him as well. Uh, great guy. Had him on the show. Um, it was one year. Yeah. It was one, one year. Because I, I had just missed Lance. I He graduated in 05. I had just missed him. Uh, but I was there when Chester was there. So when Lance was a freshman, Chester was a senior. Yeah, I wonder if he played as a true freshman. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I can look that up. No, yeah. it, it's it's interesting. It's it's amazing. Steve said, I remember yeah, Chester. Yeah, and and that's, it. you know, those are the guys that I'm talking about. You know, guy went to the league, had himself a nice career. But, you know, he didn't have to go to Iowa or Michigan State or Michigan or Ohio State. You know what? Went to a place where he knew he was going to get the rock and, and made the most of it and ended up being 
a National Football League player for a few years. So uh, good stuff. Uh, all right, listen, we're going to uh, transition, talk some draft. Again, I, I can't believe we're just a couple weeks away. Uh, I'm also a, a school child in this regard. I've said this before. I love when the schedule comes out. So I'm hoping that shortly after the draft, they announce the schedule. And the schedule is going to look so differently with 17 games now. So I know that's coming up. I mean, we do know the one that the Lions are going to be playing uh, Denver. But talk a little draft when we come back. First, let me tell you about 8 Mile Vodka. 8 Mile Vodka, born in in Detroit and distilled in single 90-liter batches to allow for optimal quality control and care, then carbon-filtered, aerated, and bottled at the perfect time to produce a subtle taste with smooth finish and a character all its own. Am I biased because George from 8 Mile Vodka is my next door neighbor? Yep. Would I also tell you that it was good vodka if he wasn't? Yep. No doubt about it. It's fantastic vodka. I, may I recommend on behalf of my wife and son, they love making mules with it. They said nothing is better for a mule than 8 Mile Vodka. It is an exceptional premium vodka that can be chilled, enjoyed straight, or you can create whatever beauty cocktail you want. I'm going to go ahead and suggest the Moscow Mule. Now, the next time you're out, ask your bartender for an 8-mile vodka or pick up a bottle at Meyer. And as always, drink responsibly. Talk a little draft, some names that are being thrown out there. Don't you go anywhere. He's Joy Bell. I'm Sean Belegia. This is Woodward Sports. Hey, it's Joey from Woodward Sports, and I am here in downtown Fenton at Bridge Street Exchange. This place has so many amazing things for guys. And ladies, this is the hidden spot that you got to come check out. I'm talking thorough good boots, best boots ever. They have barware. They got the Stormy Cromer hats. They got Carhartt hats, a huge Carhartt selection. They even got Snoop Dogg underwear. So go check them out, bridgestreetexchange.com, and use the code word WSN for 15% off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, though? Welcome back to the Bleasing the Bell show here with Drake Bell and Sean Bleasing. Having a little draft talk here. Um, let's talk about the Lions. I want to hear about it. Did you look at Mel Kuyper? did. You did? Look, I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact. I'm going to say this again. You're going to hear me say this 100 times. Um, the draft isn't what it is today without Mel Kuyper. Mm. Whether you like him or not is inconsequential. He mm. is made the draft coverage what it is today. I, I respect Mel 
I, I think he talks out of his ass half the time. <laughs> no, no disrespect hey, intended. Wh- what what did we talk about the other day? Uh, bull. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is an art form. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Bull um, crapping is an art form. But to your point, I'm I'm going to run through his his latest mock draft yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the shock of nobody, Trevor Lawrence number one, Zach Wilson number two. Yep. I told you, uh, Niners. This is the one. His name has skyrocketed. Mac Jones, uh, out of Bama, uh, to Miami. What was it like? What 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 is it? Do you know what I think it is? is? Mobile man, like- one man's one man's opinion. Do you know what I think it is? I think we're finally starting to hear what teams really think about players as the draft comes closer. You know, because before then, all we hear are the draft beatniks, right? Like guys like Scott and Kuyper and things like that. We hear from the draft beatniks. But what we really start to hear is what teams really think about him. I'm going to say this about Mac Jones. And I told you this before. He better go someplace where they protect him. Yeah. I'm not saying that he can't be successful because all one has to do is look at Drew Brees, right? Right. All right? But he better go someplace that protects him. You know, obviously, it's in a quarterback's best interest to be protected regardless. But some guys need protection a little bit more than others. Mac Jones is a guy, to me, that you you better have mass protect on him because I just don't think that he's a guy that can do things otherwise. Hmm. He's a facilitator, if you know what I mean. So you see they have my guy on there going before we even get a chance to, you know, they even have the conversation about him. Yep. Trey Lance. Yep. Yep. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, it's something in that kid that I love. I, I I love it, and teams like it too. And I told you, I thought he was bad. And I told you before, they said we might get Justin Fields. If you look, Justin Fields dropped down to 10. Yeah. Yep. It's amazing how that works I, 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 am, am I Am I am I crazy? Am I saying something? Because I, I've been saying this the whole time. Like, I've always liked Trey Lance over Justin Fields. I, I didn't know. understand why he was listed fourth among the big quarterbacks. I, I didn't. It didn't make sense to me. I think a lot of it comes back to, and this is what you know Scott had said. It was um, North Dakota State and the fact that they didn't play much last year. Yeah, and and, and I, I I think that's so short sighted. If that's the logic that you're using, yeah. It's so short sighted. It's so, so funny because your guy was ranked this high. Now your guy has moved all the way up. Yeah. Your guy Zach Wilson has moved all yeah. the way up. Oh, I love him. Now, so what love is it about Zach Wilson that you love so much, though? Um, he has it. I know that sounds cheesy. No, 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 it's not w- cheesy. Okay, w- watch him play. He has it. He makes things happen. I, I, I'm a firm believer that in today you you need playmakers in the National Football League. You know, the day and age of the I'm going to stand in the pocket and deliver darts is not ending, okay? I'm not I'm not insinuating that it's ending. Please nobody misconstrue. But you know what, Joyke, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that the game has changed and it's all about the passing game, right? I want that guy that can make things happen, that, that can facilitate. If a play breaks down around him, he can keep plays alive. I think that's why you see guys like Russell Wilson and, and, and the like have the amount of success that they have because they can keep plays alive. And mm-hmm. Zach Wilson, if you watch him, is is like an electric wire. He really is. He's yeah. an he's a he's an electric wire. Did, you know? It, does it surprise you that the first person that is 
getting drafted outside of quarterback. The first three picks that he has is a quarterback, and the first person coming out would be tight end um, Kyle Pitts. Now, generational talent. We've always talked we generational talent. Would you pick him over Jamar Chase? I trust Scott, so the answer to that would be yes. Because he has been uh, – Scott is going to be in with us tomorrow, by the way. Um, Scott has been talking up Pitts so much. Literally, wa- watch him tomorrow when he comes in tomorrow. You'll see the drool come out of the side of his mouth you when he starts talking remi- about You know what, though, when he plays, you know who he kind of reminds me of? Hmm. He kind of reminds me of like a Vernon Davis. Like the way he can just make plays, his athleticism, the way he can go up and get the ball. Um, uh, I, yards after the catch. Yeah. Yards after contact. Like he's just doing uh, – he reminds me of a Vernon Davis a little bit. I, don't know, I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I see when I look at him. Uh, C brings up a good point. He said uh, Waddle barely played last year as well. You know what's different, though? Hmm. You're talking about a wide receiver at LSU versus a quarterback from North Dakota State. And and there are still short-sighted people that aren't going to give a running back from Wayne State. I mean, a quarterback from North Dakota State. They aren't going to give him the time of day, and they're going to apply strikes to him that they aren't going to apply uh, to a player from LSU. And, and of course, obviously we're talking about quarterback and And wide receiver. And why is that? It's stupid and short-sighted. This is their. Other than that, this is their term. Uh, this is their logic on, on on guys who go to smaller school. Are uh, you playing against inferior competition? It doesn't matter who you're playing against. What are you doing when you play against them? Yep. You can't control who you play against. Nope. You can't control that. And then they fought you, right? They fought you for going to a smaller school because you were overlooked by the bigger schools. So when you go to these smaller schools and you ball out, they look at you and they discredit that because it's inferior competition. Regardless of who you plan against, plan against because you plan against, you're going to play against guys in Division Two that are going to the next level. I played against multiple guys who got an opportunity to go into the NFL and make millions and millions of dollars, and a lot of those guys are still playing now. And so it's it's weird to me. I. I don't like the logic. I don't like the laziness. All right. Um, That's what it is. It's lazy. It's pure laziness. Yep. Uh, I don't want to watch film on this guy. Uh, this guy's one. You know, you have some guys who they're going to be due diligent. They, I mean, they're going to do their homework. They're going to have some guys who are just going to do just enough to get by. And um, those guys there shouldn't have a job in the NFL. Well, and it cracks me up, too, because a, a lot of times, and I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've heard somebody say this, well, how, wait, how did that guy end it up at fill-in-the-blank school? How'd that work out for Walter Payton? How? How'd that work out for Jerry Rice? What, what you, what, hey, listen, I'm going to evoke the name of Tom Brady, a guy that wasn't even a starting quarterback at Michigan, for goodness sake. Mm. Couldn't win the job outright because of uh, Drew Henson. I mean, it, it, it's how short-sighted is thinking like that, man. I don't it, – it doesn't make any sense to and, me. And so that's why I root for guys like that because, Joy, whether people want to admit it or not, people are looking to make excuses for guys like that. Here, you know what? Two, get, two days in a row, the name Josh Allen's going to come up, right? But Josh, people were – any excuse you could find, people are going to make over Josh Allen. 
You know, I, and I get it. He doesn't look pretty when he does things. I, I are there are there any added bonus points? Like, did, does a touchdown actually count for nine points if you throw this beautiful dart in the back of the end zone? Are there are there bonus points rewarded for for pretty? It's not art. It, it's it's such backward thinking. You know what? If Joyke Bell scores a touchdown, it counts the same as if the most beautiful running back in the history of mankind scores a touchdown. It doesn't, like, mm. uh, he doesn't look pretty when he's doing it. Does he do it? Yeah. That's what I care about. Does, does he Does he do it? Okay, then let him do it. Steve said, I'm convinced Sean dreams of Josh Allen. I might. I just got to look in the camera on that one. I might. If he can, no, no, no. Let's just go back to when you said if he can do it, let him do it. Because it's a lot of it's a lot of guys like that. Like I tell you all the time, I I love. We had a tight end on our team, Dave Osbury. I felt like he was probably um, overall the best tight end we had. It's a big statement when you think of some of the guys you had too. Yeah, Pettigrew, Eric Ebron. Yeah. He was over overall when it came to being able to the catch the ball, um, get yak, block. He was he was up there. Broke his hand. Set out, didn't make the team. When I tell you this guy was very talented, he was talented. I I, I mean he caught my attention in training camp. I had never seen him before. I didn't know who he was. And when you catch the attention of other teammates during training camp, when there's a you know ninety guys out there, and you're trying to focus on your plays, you're trying to focus on you, and a player catches your eye, I saw him catch the ball on the sideline and just shoot past everybody on the sideline. As a tight end, no one can catch him. I said, "Who is who is that?" Like you know, I had a nudge. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. had a nudge. I'm like, hey. hey. Who was that guy? I had to go introduce myself to him. I said, what's up, boss? Like, what's your name? And we started talking, and then funny thing is, he lived in L.A., so whenever I went out to L.A., we we, always, we trained together. Like, we always trained together. Um, and so it's guys like that that you can get in the draft later on that can be a sleeper. You know? Uh, I think he might have been a fourth-round draft pick when he came out, went to Oakland, um, then pinned out of Oakland, left Oakland, and we ended up picking him up here in Detroit. And it was a great pickup, but uh, it was a numbers game. It was a numbers game. How would you guys feel? Joyke, I'll, I'll ask you this question before we go to the break, but I want to ask you guys out there as well about this question. And, and remember, if you want, you, you can call in at 313-552-6322 or to our Facebook friends, uh, YouTubers, wherever you may be watching this extravaganza right now. Um, let me get through the picks and then I'm going to ask for Joyke's opinion when we come back from a break. Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jags. Zach Wilson goes to the Jets. Mac Jones goes to the Niners. Fourth, the Dolphins take Kyle Pitts out of out of Florida. Uh, since he takes Penny Sewell, the Falcons via the trade with the Dolphins take Trey Lance. And at number seven, mm. the Detroit Lions select Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase out of Louisiana mm. State. Uh, so here's here's where 
I'm going to ask you guys when we come back, what do you think about that? Joyke, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. And as well, I have an added one for you. I have a uh, mock draft from The Athletic that could be very intriguing because there could be a couple names on there that might cause pause. And one name that I've been saying for a couple months, I did not expect this person to be there at seven. And if he's there at seven, you run to the podium and worry about the particulars later. We'll tell you who that is as well when we come back. He's Joyke Bell. I'm Sean Belegian. So glad you could join us wherever you may be on a Wednesday. Is it still morning? It's still officially morning right here on Woodward Sports. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm looking to bring on another HVAC tech right now. We are recruiting five to ten techs a month. We're looking to grow and expand. Every new tech we hire is from Northwestern Tech. The hands-on training is fantastic. They're always my first call. We love hiring Northwestern Tech grads. They come out trained and ready to work. Our program is only ten and a half months, and our next classes are starting soon. So why wait? I'm looking to hire. I'm looking to hire. Hire a graduate of Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Yes, hi. Glad you could join us. Woodward Sports. He's Drake Bell. I'm Sean Belegian. What up, dope Wednesday? What up, dope? Uh, Steve, I like what you said here. If that's the way up, it dope, goes, dope. Slater or Chase is fine. All right, if that draft goes that way, are you cool with that? Are you are you cool with taking a guy that, you know? No, I'll, I'll, I, this is what I want. I want us to um, I want us to trade back. I want somebody to offer, give us a great deal, and we take that and we – we go back in the draft. We still have our first-round pick, and then, you know, we get that first-round pick for, you know, the following year, you know, along with a second-round pick. Maybe maybe. Could you imagine another... three first-rounders yeah. next year? Think about that. Three. Now, remember this. The bill will come in in about five years, okay? But the good thing about when that bill comes in is, you know what? We have – four years of game tape to look at and decide whether or not we want to re-up with this player and that player and that player on their second contract. Joyke, that's the one good thing about it, okay? Because I've, I've, I've heard, trust me, I've heard some people say, all right, well, all right, yeah, but let's be careful because then that mo- that that first-round money bill starts coming in and the second-round money bill starts coming in. And my response to that is, well, if, if you're assuming that you're going to hit on all those players, you've got a legitimate point. The reality is you're not going to hit on everybody. I mean, that's just that's the way it is in the NFL draft. I don't know how else to see it. Yeah. I want to increase my chances of hitting on people, and more picks means I increase my chances of yeah. hitting on more people. But 
Then when it comes down to that second contract that you know a, a lot about, at that point in time, if I don't think that Fish is worth the investment, I, I give Fish a tip of the cap and I say, Fish, I wish you all the best. And I invest in Joyke Bell, or I invoice, invest in Alex, or whatever the case may be. Dang, fish, they're going to throw you out the aquarium. Hey, fish. Happens. Fish. Nothing, happens. nothing personal, fish. It's just business, right? Yep, got it. Just business, guy. It's, it's you got to do what business. you got to do. That's, and I, oh, I, he doesn't want his job. I, I don't, he doesn't I don't, want his no, job. No, I don't mean any disrespect to fish, but if, if I don't think that fish is worth me investing that second contract on, you know what? I'm going to set him free. I'm going to open up his little guppy tank and let him swim out into the ocean. He's a, he's a big fish now, and he can do it on his own. But, I mean, that's, you've lived it. That, that's the reality of the National Football League. I can love you with everything inside of me. Joy, you are my brother. Mm. You made me look smart, okay? When? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying in general, if I'm a personnel guy. You made me look smart. But, Joy, guess what? What's up? I have to move on now. Why I wish that? you all the best. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you find where do you want to go? You want me to make a phone call to Chicago for you? I'll make a phone call to Chicago. I'll, I'll make go to Chicago just to see the look in your face when I play against you. You see, you're being mean now. No, but I mean you understand what I'm saying, right? I mean it's yeah. it's it's a it's a bit and the same goes for you. The same mm-hmm. oh, you don't want to pay me? It's time for me to get my roses. You don't want to pay me? What up, Chicago? What up, Green Bay? You know, I mean, it's it's a business. It's and, a business. And so when I hear people talk that it way, and how are we going to pay all this in four years? I'll worry about it in four years. Let me obtain the talent first. Well, you know what, though? We have number guys for that, so we don't need to worry about that. Let them worry about that, and my job is to get these players here. Hey, Johnny, what the number's looking like? Oh, we hit, oh, we hit the cap limit? Oh, uh, no more cap space? Oh. Nope, no more cap space. No more? <laughs> no. Hey, hey I'm going to get this guy, so I need, you to, uh, I need you to restructure some stuff, figure it out. All right. Now, I'll see what I can do. Thank you. No, 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 no. no. That's your job. Go figure it out. That's it? You know, That's I, it. Go figure it out. What's your job? Your job is to bring in talent. My job is to bring in talent that makes sure we put our coaches in the best position to win. That's, that's my only job. And now it's time to where... We might need a guy at this position, but this other talent over here is better. So we know we need help right here, but we can't pass on this guy. That's what we should have did when we had Eric Ebron because we needed Eric Ebron was a good guy and we needed a tight end, but you can't pass up on you can't pass up on OBJ. You can't pass up on uh, Aaron Donald. You 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 can't do that, All right? And. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah. No, and, it, and it's at. interesting because here's here's another mock that I wanted I wanted to throw out there. This is a guy, if you don't know his work, Dane Brugler does a fantastic job for the athletic. He he comes out with like uh his big list all throughout the year. And this is something I wanted to read to you. Uh he has Lawrence going number one. Uh he has Wilson going number two, Mac Jones going three, Trey Lance going four. He has Jamar Chase going five. This is where it gets interesting. He has Kyle Pitts going six. So do you know who he has falling into the Lions' lap at, at number seven? Penny Sewell, an offensive tackle. And this is where, if you followed this show, this is this is where I've said this line: I would run, not walk, run to the podium if Penny Sewell is there at number seven. Run. And 
I get what people are saying. Okay, you, he's not going to be there at seven. P, P, you know what? You know what the response is? Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. We, you've been the first guy to say this offensive line is coming around nicely. I have. You okay? have, but we still need more pieces. We Amen. Need we need you, you are getting the undeniable best tackle in the draft. Period. End of story. No debate. Yeah. I mean, you don't turn your nose on that, especially when. We all know now, whether some of you want to admit it or not, you know deep down inside, this is a rebuilding team. I know you can't force yourself to say the Lions aren't going to win 11 games this year, but they're doing it the right way and they're rebuilding. And you are adding a super young player to that line. Rebuilding. Say it again. We're rebuilding. 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 And you always want to start your rebuild from the quarterback in the trenches. You have to get players in the trenches who can make plays. That's period. If you win in the trenches, it's going to make your whole lineup look that much better. Um, you need, if you want an example of that, just go back and look at the 2014 and the 2013 defensive line and look what that defense did back then. You go look at that defense, you tell me. We talk about this all the time. Yep. We do. Yep. Uh, I, if, we, if he's there... At seven? No way. If he's no there. No way. Grab him. I love Slater, too. I know Steve made mention to Slater. I love Slater on a Northwestern. You know, because then all of a sudden, what is kind of a strength becomes a super strength as far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to say it again. I like the pieces that they have on the offensive line. Joik, as you said, you add more, but you've got some good pieces on there already. You have arguably the best center in the game. Decker's game improved immensely. Let's see what the future holds for a guy like Jonah Jackson. Now you're going to add a 20-year-old stud who's the point-blank best tackle in the draft or even add Slater to the mix. I'll worry about which side who should play on later on. Mm-hmm. I, You know, well, is he really a right tackle? I, I'll worry about that in another day because you know what? I know I got a stud. And if he can't do it, maybe the other guy can, and vice versa, and you can do things like that. So, to me, that's 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 inconsequential. Here's the biggest part to me, Joy. We all talk about what the Lions are going to do at number one, and of course we will, because it's a high draft choice. High draft choice. It's number seven. You know as well as I do. Do you know what's really going to sing to all of us is how well – Brad Holmes and his staff do in the later rounds because that's how you build a team. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not as sexy to look at it, and that's why I love looking at some of these drafts like Brugler. Like, Brugler was like, uh, we'll take a wide receiver out of LSU at 41, and um, uh, this kid out of Virginia Tech at 72, a linebacker out of North Carolina because that's where value is. You know, you can you can get a good linebacker later in the draft. How about Ambry Thomas out of Michigan as a corner at 112? an edge rusher out of Notre Dame at 153. That stuff isn't as sexy, but that's that's how you build. That's that's how you go from rebuild to build is hitting on those picks. No mistakes. Right? Yep. No Gotta mistakes. Hit on the top ones as Steve said. Got to hit it. No mistakes which is almost unheard of. Yep. It's unheard of. But when I say no mistakes, I mean Destroying three rounds. Yep. All right. If you if you miss out on one guy, we can we can we can bounce back from that. 
but you can't we we can't miss out on three rounds we we can't we can't do it now it was a year that you liked uh the year that when they brought in theo you liked that draft it was a darn good draft the 13 2013 draft right we need it up. Hold on. we need that for the next three years oh we need that type of draft for the next next three years all right and not including the extra picks we're going to get because somebody's going to get a head coaching job. Someone's going to get a gym job. Somebody's going to go off to another team and lead that team to uh, and lead another team. And we're going to get those. Uh, we're going to get those picks for that. So I'm excited to see what we do this year, but I'm more so excited to see what we do next year and the year after. Yep. I'm more so excited about those years. It's so funny. We are on the exact same page. I, I I've never thought this way in my lifetime about the lions. And, and and what way I feel is, I'm not even worried about next year. I'm not like honest to God this season, Joyke. Of course I don't want to see him go 0 and 17 or anything like that. Please, I, I take it and put it in perspective. I'm not even thinking about, hey, can we take a step up this year? I'm thinking exactly the way you just said. I'm thinking about, okay, what are we going to do next year? Ooh, that extra first round pick. Ooh, what are we going to do the year after that? It, it's I've never thought this way my entire lifetime. It's it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It is. It, it's it's like I'm. I'm. It's it's pretty pretty stinking cool. Uh, here's that draft, by the way. Okay. You ready? Yep. Running back. Fifth overall, Ziggy Ansa. Thirty sixth overall, Darius Slay. Yep. Sixty fifth overall, Larry Warford. Yep. hundred and thirty second overall, Devin Taylor, who was a flat out stud. I saw him at camp, and I could not believe how good that kid is. I thought he was going to be a stud. Do you remember DT, Devin? DT. Holy sh- crap. DT. Sam Martin. Oh, yeah. Corey Fuller, Theo Riddick, and then uh, two seventh rounders, Michael Williams and, and Brandon Hepburn. You give me a draft like that. You give me two or three drafts Mike like Williams that. Michael Williams who? Who was the other one? Uh, Michael Williams and uh, Brandon Hepburn. Linebacker? Uh, let's see. He was a linebacker. Yep. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah, I gotta see where he was from. Florida A and M. Yeah, Florida. Uh, I Florida. think he might have been there for he might have been there for a year or two. And then Mike Williams tight end was he? Did he come in as a tight end or was he coming as? Yeah, tight line? tight end. Mike tight end. Mike Mike Williams. I think a, they moved him over to tackle, or they moved him over. They moved him to the interior, I believe, over throughout his career. I think they moved him to the interior. But that was a good draft. Heck yeah! It was a great draft. You you kidding me? That's you 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 get yourself. What Devin Taylor? I remember. What gosh? Where? What practice was it? I, I couldn't believe how lean Devin Taylor was, and and my concern was, can a guy like that hold up in the league? Yeah. When you're that lean. lean. Yeah. I, you, he had to be about two fifty, about six, 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 seven. Yeah, I mean, he was just. Guy. I mean, he was a tall guy. He he kind of looked more like a basketball player. Yes. Yes. All right. He looked like yes. a basketball player playing defensive end but he was long and he was slinky he was kind of he can get around he had good speed coming off the ball oh, I he was gonna be and then uh, he can always get his hands up high enough to you know knock a pass now so he he's he served his purpose on the team right and plus he was on the he was on the team where he had a lot of greats and so he was able to learn a lot you know you had Jason Jones you had Ziggy uh, you had DT I think we also had um, last name was George. 
It was pretty good, too. Yeah. We had another guy last time was Oh, I thought he was going to be a stud. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, I think he was running with the twos. He was running with the twos. Yeah. He was running with the twos. and But he was getting a lot of playing time, though. And for the people who watched that Green Bay game, that tackle or that ghost face mask that they call on DT, on Devin Taylor, was not a face mask. It was a ghost face mask. You cost us the game, refs. Damn it, Sean. I, um, Why don't we find refs with, with these horrible calls? Huh? Horrible. There's no repercussion. There's none. You know how sometimes things happen and you like you lose your mind. Like like I can give you examples of you know I I the cowboy game okay like I literally lost my mind I I, mind. I I literally lost the Packer game that you just brought up like do you, do you know that was one nothing does that make sense do you, yeah. like I I'm not I'm not like when that whole sequence of events happened I had every reason to lose my mind and scream and, and go on a cuss-filled rant and everything. And I just remember, like, like being like this. <laughs> just total shock. Just, just going, huh? What? Like, like some, you understand what I'm saying? Maybe you guys can relate to that out there. Fish or Alex, you guys can relate to that. Sometimes, you know, I, I bring it up all the time, the Cowboy game, Dez taking off his helmet. I'm howling in my house. I'm hopping in my house like a madman just going. I, people have got to be seeing this, right? I mean, uh, this, that, and the other thing. That Green Bay game, to me, just hearing you say that, it takes me back. It was it was a dark place on that Thursday night, Joyke, because, I, I like, I was mad, but it was almost like a stunned state of silence mad. Which is, as far as I'm concerned, the worst kind of mad. You know, it's almost like I let me yell and rant and get it out of my system because the stunned silence, you you just, you you feel like you're going to mentally cave. Like, yeah. today's the day, like, I, I'm going to start quivering and then they're going to put me in a nice room and I'm going to be in a nice coat and keeping myself, you know, company and all that. That's the way that I felt that, that, that game, it really. You I know, can't. you 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 really need to cool off, Sean. And so let me tell you about Northwestern Tech. You know, start a new career in an industry that is always essential: the heating and cooling industry. That's why I told you you need to cool down a little bit because I was going into that segue. Learn more today by visiting NorthwesternTech.edu. Joy Bell, Sean Belizean, Belizean the Bell Show. What with sports? Stay tuned. Hi, I'm David Hall from Hall Financial. And at Hall Financial, we treat our clients like family. And our number one priority is giving each of our clients five-star service. Our passion for five-star service, combined with our expertise, allows us to find the best possible solution for refinancing your home loan. We take the time to focus on both the individual and the numbers. We're gonna walk you through the process and close your loan in half the time of our competition. Go to davidhallmortgage.com today.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up? Glad you could join us. Uh, in case you missed it, Anthony Mantha, uh, goal and an assist with the Capitals. I believe he was the second star of the game last night. Um, firm believer. I, I don't want people to, to like lose their mind over this. Firm believer in the term to get something, you have to give up something. Uh, for the Wings to be able to pick up pieces to help them through this rebuild, you have to be able to give up something. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just hand off, jettison off, spare parts and get first-round picks or second-round picks or talented players like Verana um, for nothing, okay? It doesn't work that way. Um, I have felt, and if you've watched me either here before or um, one of the various uh, places that I've talked about hockey, I, Anthony Mantha was a guy that, that... Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And I'm going to be intrigued to ask Joyke about this, to see what his theory is about this from the National Football League perspective. Mm -hmm. But sometimes in the NHL, there's a term called, um, and I, I used this term when I was talking to Darren about this, change of scenery guy. Change of scenery. Change sometimes of he's a good player. It isn't the right circumstances. He doesn't have the right pieces around him. It, he's a change of scenery guy. It it doesn't mean that you think the guy stinks. It doesn't mean that the guy uh, was a complete bust or anything like that. He's a change of scenery guy where his career might, not always, but might flourish just by a simple change of scenery. And, and I have long felt, and I've told Darren McCarty this for a good year, we were just talking about this a couple days before the trade happened anyway, Darren and I, uh, I'm sure Darren would vouch for it. Um, he's a change of scenery guy. Anthony Mantha is a guy that ne needs a facilitator. Anthony Mantha is probably a guy that needs to go someplace where people aren't looking at him as being a quote-unquote man or the future of the franchise and things like that. And it, it was time to go. And sometimes, Joy, I, I've heard people say, well, what, what, do, you, what do you mean change of scenery guy if you can play you can play well yeah you're right but sometimes you're just not in the right place with the right people do you guys in the nfl do you believe in change of scenery guys yes. like you all look at a guy joy bell can play but you know i'll give you it, a perfect example here. let me give you a perfect example of that a guy leaves detroit and goes off and goes to two super bowls and win one the dominican sue yeah change the scenery yep um, who else? Uh, who else had a successful and, career? And you know what? Maybe 
maybe even to maximize his own potential. It it it, it would be in his best interest to go someplace else. It just kind of yeah. got stagnant here. Yeah, you know it is. And so, are you leaving because um, because you don't believe in the team? Are you are you leaving because, uh, like you said, the team is stagnant and not, and he, you don't see any um, success in the in the near future? Um, are you leaving because you? Shy, <laughs> you funny. Are you leaving because you just, you know, mentally, I just, I, mentally, here's just not doing it for me. Uh, and just certain teams at certain places, you just have a a, a certain feeling, right? Uh, kind of like with Lance, when we had Lance Moore on the show. Uh, I think when he went to Atlanta, he and just the, just kind of the culture that was built inside of him when he was in um, New Orleans, he said it just didn't feel right playing in Atlanta. Like it just yeah, you know, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it just didn't feel right. Um, now he was in a good situation in New Orleans, and the change of scenery for him was a little bit different. All right, and it just depends on a person. It, it honestly depends on a person. Uh, it's funny because uh, I saw a clip of a Blake when he went. Uh, he went and he he got his first. I think his first point was a dunk uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, his first two points were was a dunk, and uh, I saw a meme of a guy who was at a party in a wheelchair, and the wheelchair tipped over, and he caught his balance and he started dancing because he really could walk. <laughs> and they said this is Blake Griffin when he left Detroit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, like I said, change the scenery can sometimes be good. Um, it could be a mental uh, relief for you. And when you, you know, wherever your mind goes, your body will follow, right? And so when he left and he got that, that breath of fresh air, uh, a lot of different players, uh, they thrive. They thrive. I like, I like what Steve said here. Anyone who left the Lions during the Quintricia era benefited from the change of scenery. Yeah, sometimes it happens. And, you know, it, it's not, you know, keeping it with, with Mantha again, it's not that – I'm not saying that the kid was a bust or anything like that. Mm. It was probably in his best interest to go someplace, and I think the Red Wings realized that. It was a heck of a steal by Steve Eiserman to get a quality player and get those two draft choices. But, uh, like, the change of scenery thing is is real. And, and it's funny because one of the questions that Kennedy asked is, you know, um, have, have there been guys here that have flourished? Who has flourished here the most? since leaving the D that the one that goes to my mind because we watched him grow up right in front of our very eyes yeah. and we watched him turn into, I know you're going to say, well, you know what? I think I'm going to surprise. How about Max Scherzer? I, I watch, you watch Max Scherzer go through the ups and downs uh, and the inconsistency, the maddening inconsistency early in his career. And then by the time everything comes together, Joyke, he leaves, gets his gazillion dollar contract, and becomes one of the best pitchers in the league. And that that's money. There's nothing you can do about that. Max was going to get money. God bless you. I'm never going to begrudge a guy of that. I give anybody the tip of the cap for that. You go get your cash. Go get that. Go get that cash. Sir, get your bag. I'm never going to begrudge a guy go for that. Go get what? A go, bag. Go get your bag. Who did taught you that? Right? Who taught you that? Yeah, you did. Sean, who I just want to make sure I said it right. <laughs> Because sometimes when I say things, you guys like laugh at me. Like when no, I talk no, no, openly about no, WAP, no, 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 it's no. like, you know, you guys, everybody's like, there he goes What's again. What's WAP again? What's WAP? Wings and pizza. 
right? Yeah, it's wings and pizza. I love wings and pizza. So hey, fish, you like WAP? Certain types. Alex, you like WAP? Obviously. Huh? Ah. Right. What's WAP, what, Alex? Wings and pizza. There you go. Absolutely. Hold up. Hold up. Put it back in your face when you say it. Wings and pizza. <laughs> you just have like an evil smirk in ah! your eyes when he says wings, wings and pizza. Wings and pizza. <laughs> wings what? Okay, now, now I'm intrigued since it came up. Fish, you said certain types. Certain types of what? Yeah, the certain favorite. types of that would be wings and pizza. Yeah, okay. All right. So is it certain types of wings and certain types of pizza? Or just your, your team wings and pizza across the board? Correct. Okay. I'm going to have some wings and pizza. All right, fish. <laughs> wings and pizza, of course. That looks, that right? looks hilarious, man. That looks just funny, man. Uh, no, who did you think I was going to say, by the way? The guys that moved on. Yeah, but wish you all the best, all that crap. I thought you were going to say Sue. Yeah. I thought he was going to say so. Um, another person who left and went and, and got a championship, Verlander. Left and got a championship. but At least the Tigers got a great package for him. <laughs> hmm. No, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's what drives me out of my mind. You know what really grinds my gears? What, what really grinds? <laughs> Shout out to Birmingham Rose. Guys that, guys that, you know, go someplace else, if you go someplace else chasing the bag, I'm not going to worry about it. If we, we trade you away hoping for uh, equal value in return, that, that's when it hurts. I mean, the Tigers don't have a damn thing to show for Justin Verlander. Nothing. I mean, you, you, you gave away one of the best pitchers in the game. Dude went and won a World Series immediately, and one of the Tigers have to show for it. <laughs> and, and then people wonder why I'm so hard on Alavila. Look at his moves; they've been atrocious. There's no other. There's no other way to say that. I'm not making anything up. The leadership, huh? Drives me out of my mind. I just you you can't trade guys away and not get anything in return. You can't. I mean, it he doesn't. thought he was. What's that? He thought he was. He thought he did. He I hated the deal from day one. Personally, congratulations! You played yourself. Can I? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? But you have no. Here's the thing: you have to make a move. Okay, it's it, you have to make a move. But at the end of the day, it it's what what am I getting in return? And this is why I say it all the time. And I'll, I'll use Brad Holmes as an example. I like what Brad Holmes did for Matthew Stafford. I love that package. Okay, but how are we going to feel about the package if three years from now? The picks that that came back, he didn't turn them into studs. That the guys he drafted, that the guys he drafted, don't do a thing. You know what I mean? If you and I are sitting here four years from now, all right, and I say, let's re-examine the Matthew Stafford deal. Let's re-examine the Matthew Stafford deal. Those two first-round picks that the Lions got for for Matthew Stafford turned into who? Guys that aren't even here. Are we going to be sitting here going? What a great deal that was. Do you know when it becomes a great deal? When those picks, picks. Are, are made to work. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Right I, I now, hear, I, I like the deal. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but we we all, we all like the deal now. It, was it a good deal? Yes. Does it become a great deal? It should. Damn it. It should. It should. It should. And yes. if it doesn't. We get some guys. Um, then we, then we I have think to. We, you know what, man? Then we have to sit back and have those conversations. I do not see us making bad decisions with the guys that we have in the front office. 
and the moves that they've made so far and how they're going for like i i don't see it i don't i don't see it i know that this year has been a little bit different on how they have been able to evaluate players uh but one thing that doesn't lie it's the eye in the sky game film watching the game film watching the players between the plays seeing what type of players they are are they going to go the extra mile to go get the block i remember when, I, when we talked to coach Mikins, he he said that he sees everything he needs to see on the tape that he doesn't even go to pro days now they, he has the opportunity to go but everything he needs to see is right on the film sure he said why well, i need to go i can see on the film and so we put a lot of we he doesn't care about a 40 yard dash he doesn't care about how far you can jump he doesn't care about your vertical. he doesn't care. what are you doing on the film like who came up with these drills and said if you guys can do all these rights you'll be a good football player who came up with these drills and just said I that i don't get it i'm 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 sure it's, i'm sure it's just a guideline it's just a baseline on we just want to see where you guys are you Grammy know. whammy just said wop sounds good for tonight doesn't WAP, doesn't WAP sound good? No, Grandma. No? No, Wednesday night? No, Grandma. No WAP for you. We'll get you some <laughs> We'll get you some pizza on wings, though. If no. I had my appetite back, I, I like that's going to be one of the first you know, things you, I do. You know what's I'm, funny? I'm going to have um, a big plate of wings and pizza. My grandmother's actually watching this on her phone because they're driving up. I was going to surprise you and bring him in and let him sit right there. Oh, that would have been show. fun, yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been fun. would have been great. Bring him in and let him sit right there. Oh, yeah, show. absolutely. Uh, hold on a second. I, I wanted to get back to something Vinny said. Vinny said, uh, look at Thomas Tatari left the wings. He's doing great. Uh, double A, Andreas Athanasio, not so much. Went to Edmonton and now is with L.A. You know what the thing about Tatar is, and I see him every game, Thomas Tatar is a good part. Thomas Tatar is never going to be the man. Thomas Tatar is never going to be your full-fledged stud. But put him with other good parts, and you can watch him thrive. And that's exactly what happened to Thomas Tatar in Montreal. Fish, what do you got? Let's go to the. Uh, let's go to the aquarium. Here he is, Fish. So you uh, you keep saying that you lost your appetite, right? Yes. So you're having something happening on Saturday. Yes. What's going to happen when you're cooking this food from, I don't know, 8 p.m. on Friday to whenever on Saturday? Uh, you know what? I still like to cook for people. I don't know how much I'm going to eat it. It's weird. I, I just... Joy, I don't know how much you, you lost like... your... I don't know how much you lost your appetite. I mean, I have no appetite. It's weird. I've never... I've never had anything like this. My appetite is back, but I was kind of glad when I lost it because I was able to put myself back like on a, on a, I guess, on a specific regimen. And so now it's more consistent, and it and it goes well with my workout regimen. So I, I'm kind of happy it happened. You know, it helped me to reset. Yeah, it's I I I've never had anything like this. I yeah. I just don't have an appetite. It's weird. All right, I want to talk to you about the NCAA. <coughs> yes. Uh, and their new rules. But after we come back, definitely let's do that. And when uh, we come back, Alex, uh, I'm going to talk about my friends at my bookie as well. Don't you go anywhere. He's Joy Bell. I'm Sean Belich, and this. It's Woodward Sports.
I'm looking to bring on another HVAC tech right now. We are recruiting five to 10 techs a month. We're looking to grow and expand. Every new tech we hire is from Northwestern Tech. The hands-on training is fantastic. They're always my first call. We love hiring Northwestern Tech grads. They come out trained and ready to work. Our program is only 10 and a half months and our next classes are starting soon. So why wait? I'm looking to hire. I'm looking to hire. Hire a graduate of Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Northwestern Tech. Hey, let's be honest. Watching any sport is a heck of a lot more exciting when you've got a stake in the game. Regardless of why you play, you need a platform that makes it easy. And that is what my bookie does. They make it easy. Bet MLB regular season matches, NBA player props, every other major event like the highly anticipated boxing match between Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Place a single wager of $20 on the fight. You'll get a free $20 bet for UFC 261. If that is not enticing enough, back the former Olympian's corner and you'll get a 2-1 to one payout with a MyBookie's odds boost on Askren to win the fight outright. Sign up this week with promo code Woodward to take advantage of an up to $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Woodward to grab yourself a free cash bonus on top of the free bets and boosted odds. Askren and Paul, it's a fight that nobody asked for, let's be honest, but everyone can't stop talking about it. And you won't want to miss out on it at my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. It is amazing how much the college world in general, Joyke, has changed. Um, talking about likenesses, dropping the, the silly student athlete stuff, blah, 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 blah. Everybody calls it for what it is now, and it's a gazillion dollar uh, operation. But. Uh, the NCAA joke is now close to transfer rule changes. The D1 Council meets today and tomorrow to vote on proposals. It would grant all college athletes one transfer without having to sit out for a season of yes. competition. It is believed that it is going to pass, and I say bravo. Bravo. You know what it does? It gives kids an opportunity to weigh out their options and also, this sucks for coaches because the lies that they, that they might be telling some of these athletes when they get to these schools, they have a way out without any penalties. Now, when you sign your letter of intent, what are they going to do with that? Do you still have to sign that? Will you still have to sign a letter of intent? Doug, I don't it's, know. It's I, a, I, yeah, it's a great question. I don't know. I mean, that, that doesn't just have a signing day i guess i don't i don't know how that's gonna work but i i love it i love it, it gives kids the opportunity to go to a university um see if they like you know sometimes it might not even be the team it just might be the school sure it might be you don't know what it might be but you know what i have uh, a person that i know that's in college now who wants to who's thinking about transferring but if this rule comes into play they won't have any penalties and that's now with that being said, like moving up would it have to miss out on a year? Or is it moving from school to school? Uh it is moving from school to school. I mean like having, from division to like the same division. 
I'm score gonna score. guess. I'm gonna guess that that would still be the same. That you could, you could, if you're moving from a division, you could just move from a division. That's my without, guess. Without having a yeah, that's because my, because the rule was before that you can move from like a D1 to a D1 AA and not miss it on a year because you moved down. Yep. But when you move up, you have to miss it on a year. That's the that's the old rule. Yep. The new rule is you can move up or down. Correct. Yep. Without having to miss a year. Now, if that's the case, then uh, I love this deal. I love this opportunity for the kids. They're making it more about the kids and 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 less uh, for the university, basically. You know what's interesting about it too, Joyke, is um, to me, you're talking about the biggest decision that you've made in your life up until this point in time. Exactly. And I, it, it's such a silly way to do it because I here, I don't know about you, over the course of my life, I've changed my mind a few times, okay? Yeah, you have. Just a few times, right? And a decision that I thought was smart at age 46, by the time I hit 47, 48, maybe that wasn't a smart decision, right? Nope, yeah. you're stuck. Right, but nope. You have no. Nope, you you have to stay here. What? You, you 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 basically you're, you're enlisting for four years. Right? What? No. Yeah. No. So it's funny because when it was time for me to make that decision, I told you I didn't sign on signing day. I didn't end up signing my letter of, of intent until two days after signing day because my mom told me that listen, George, you're gonna miss your scholarship. I need you to sign these papers because I want you to go to Wayne State because they care more about your education than you playing football. And that's what I I think that's the best place for you. I said, Mom, you know, MSU is still looking at me. I don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, miss out on the opportunity. And she said, Drake, you're going to lose your scholarship. Said, I'm not going to lose it. She woke me up early that morning, like around 5 in the morning, and had me sign a piece of paper. I didn't know what it was. I was asleep. I said, Mom, I just want to go back to sleep. So I signed it. And um, on the phone call, I said, Mom, I'm not going to sign anything until after, you know, I make sure MSU doesn't want me. And she said, no, you already signed it this morning. I'm about to fax it off now. And she faxed it off. And I tell her, best decision I never made. End up at Wayne State, and I, and I do not regret it at all. Best love decision my, I never made. I love that one. You love that one? The I best decision I never made. What a great line. And, um, yeah, end up going to Wayne State and – like I said, I don't regret it at all. Loved it. Loved my university. Bleed that green and gold. And um, that's where my legacy lies. That's where it lies. And that's why I was able to meet you. I would have never met you, mm -hmm. Sean. True story. I would have never had you never. on my highlight. I would have never had you on my highlight. No. True. You made my highlight. You made my highlight, Sean. No, you made your highlight. No, Let's you be made. Honest. I you had made you on the highlight. And, and yeah. You, you see, I, we cut the music off so we can hear your voice on the highlight. <laughs> we cut the music off. We said we got to get them in there. Never knew we'd be working together. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? It's 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 interesting. It's interesting, uh, Joy. Uh, Lynn says, Mom knows best. My daughter wants to go to Wayne State. And, Lynn, I'm telling you right now, the things that Wayne State is doing right now, you will not go around Wayne State. Uh, I believe it's still the biggest Division II school in the nation biggest in the nation it is um joik i look at old pictures of campus forget about when i first started okay going back to 09 
when you first started, where there was still a crown on the field. I, I mean, just it's just stuff like that, okay? You look at what it was now 10 years ago and what it is now. It is unbelievable how vibrant and alive it is down there. Yes. And I don't you care. You know what it is? I don't care who you graduated from or who you're a fan of. How can't you look at a beautiful place like Midtown Detroit and see how alive and vibrant it is? And, so and alive. It, it, that and it's, it's got to put a smile on your face, Developing. Right? If, and for people who don't know, I mean, this is how big. I mean, from not apart from what Dan Gibber has, has done downtown and how it's kind of branching out throughout the city uh, and throughout the Midtown area, Uptown, Corktown, uh, and now Wayne State where the Pistons have now come down and they have their practice facility actually on Wayne State campus. Yep. Their D-League basketball team is building a brand new arena on Wayne State campus. And so now all of the Wayne State basketball games are going to be played in that arena. So we're basically playing in a, in a professional arena at Wayne State University. So, so I, I love it. Ten years ago at the corner of the stadium that Joyk built, you had the football stadium, you had a baseball stadium, right? Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you have these beautiful renovations being made to the football stadium, um, a green monster replica at the baseball stadium, uh, Ernie Harwell Field, and this beautiful old um, facade now behind the stadium. You have this unbelievable kind of convocation center indoor facility. You have this weight room. You have the weight this, room that was just built out, 10,000 square feet. You and and you have, as Joyke just said, this beautiful D League arena being put up state of the art by the Detroit Pistons. Mm -hmm. That's all in the span of a decade. Yeah, great deal. Put up. you know what? Wonderful. You, you know what's crazy? That the president is doing such a great job that somehow we actually still own the land that they're building on, um, and they're paying us rent. And they're going to build it out, and then they're also giving our students access to play their games in there, every home game in there. Great deal. It's a great deal. I can't wait I to can't. go in there and call a game. I yeah. mean, seriously, it's a. I've, I've missed calling the games the last couple of years because of COVID. And I think they're actually moving our Hall of Fame over into that facility. Oh, are they really? I think so. I could be. I know a few Hall of Famers. Huh? I know a few Hall you know of Famers. Few? I do. You know Guy by the name of Joyke Bell, Josh yeah. Rennell. Are you familiar with Troy Burrell? Troy Dante Burrell. Dunn. Very familiar with Dante his work Dunn. too. Yeah, good. Dante, what's up? Josh Rennell, what's up? All guys I play with. Love it. Love it. All love it, guys it. I play Josh with. Josh just All became success. a father, by the way. Did you know that? No, I didn't Josh, know that. Josh just became a father. No, giggity, Joyke giggity. And I, yeah, Joyke and I are we're taking care of personal business right now. Congratulations to the Rennells. Congrats. Absolutely. Um, you, you know what? Um, some stuff came down. Steve brought something up. Charges against Aaron Donald. couple other things to talk about before we get out of here today. Don't go anywhere. I believe we have a couple more breaks, don't we, Alex? Yeah, we got one more. Yeah, I think we got, it. We got a couple more breaks. So yeah. uh, anything you need to chat on before we, we hit the break? Oh, uh, no. Okay, definitely. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. Definitely. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about the NC2AA. Uh News with Jadavian Clowney. And you know what, Lion fans? I want you to take some hope from this, okay? I'll tell you why when we come back. He's Joyke Bell. I'm Sean Belegian. This is Woodward Sports. Spinning him down, putting the ball in the one. Second and goal, and Joyke Bell goes in for the touchdown. 
Well, hi there. How are you? Just a few minutes left in the show on a Wednesday. So glad you could join us. In case you missed it, uh, Jadavian Clowney, one-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted this out a few minutes ago. Thanks to Steve. I saw Steve make reference to it a few minutes ago. But uh, fresh off a lost season, Clowney has high hopes with his new team, the Cleveland Browns. Now, how does this affect the Detroit Lions? I We went to break. I said, I think this affects the Detroit Lions. How does this affect the Detroit Lions? Let me tell you why I think this affects the Detroit Lions. Enjoy. You 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 feel free to jump in and yell at me or, or agree with me, okay? I'll probably yell at you. Okay, cool. You know what? You change your culture. You start to win some football games, and people are going to want to come to your city. I have never, for a second, bought the BS that people don't want to come to Detroit, that people don't want to come to Cleveland. Do you know why they don't want to come to Detroit? Do you want to know why they don't want to come to Cleveland? Because they've been sad sack franchises. That's why. I ne- I've never, ever bought into, well, people, like, they don't like the Rust Belt. They think that this city's crappy. What is it about Detroit? What is it about Cleveland? You know what? You change the culture. You win some football games. You show that you have something special going on. You show more than even just competency. I'm going to tell you this what it is. And, and Lord knows we haven't even had simple competency around it's, here. No, it's, it's yes. I think what you're saying has some validity to it, but it's not all. All right. You know, Having a winning football team here is not going to make people want to move here from Florida, Texas, California. Now, what it will do is capture their attention. Absolutely. It'll capture their attention. And um, you might have a person who say, you know what? I'm a Lions fan. I'm a Lions fan. Let me go catch a game in Detroit. And they come up to Detroit. They go to the game. When they win. They enjoy themselves. They go out on the town. They stay the night. You say, you know, I'm going to stay one more day. I want to go around the city. Now, when they go around the city, they can see how beautiful Detroit is. Go to the DIA. Go to the Science Center. Go to Belle Isle. Go to the riverfront. Right? All these different venues, right? Go to the restaurants downtown. Go to Prime and Proper. You know, go to Campus Marshes. You know, go, go ice skating. You know, in the in the wintertime, obviously. Or go to Campus Marshes when they turn it into a little beach. Go see the things that Detroit can offer you. And look at all the opportunities that could be. Right? And so that's what's gonna get them to stay. You know, that winning culture and then also what the city has to offer. And then the thing that makes Detroit so unique isn't even those things. It's the people that are in Detroit that makes Detroit special. One thing that I always hear when people come to Detroit, it's not what, for the first time, they'll say, Detroit is not what people make it seem. No. The people here are so genuine. They're so nice. I I like you here. And they want to keep coming back over and over and over. And that's how we get them. It's not just having a winning football team. It's going to be everything together, working together um, cohesively and, um, and pulling more people here. 
It's interesting because Jadavian Clowney is a guy that could go sign pretty much anywhere, right? And Jadavian Clowney decided to sign with Cleveland. And it's because something good started. And when I hear people say, Joik, well, free agents aren't going to want to come here. Well, they're not going to want to come here more often than not because of, of a lot of the ineptitude that has hung around this franchise. But when they see Joik, the the who's who of coaches that they put together, the infectious enthusiasm of Coach Campbell, and they start to see the product change on the field, you bet you're behind. Who doesn't want to be a part of that? Who doesn't want to be a part of, of something that's on the cusp of being a winning culture? And look, what has Cleveland won yet? Man, I wanted anything. You know? I wanted anything. They took a big step last year. They they knocked off their their hated rival. The uh, knocked them off in, 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 in good fashion and everything. That's what they want. But all of a sudden, you know what? All of a sudden, Joy, maybe guys are going to look at this and say, as Steve said, they'll come when there is hope. You know what? When When things are looking good... And all of a sudden, hey, you know what? All things considered equal, I have a chance to I have a chance to go to Tennessee. They're all right. Tennessee's all right. But do you see what Detroit's going on right now? Detroit's exciting. That's a good, young, exciting team. Yeah. Tennessee, you know what you're going to get with Tennessee. You're going to get a whole lot of uh, Derrick Henry and some smash-mouth football and everything. Detroit's got some pieces I'd like to be a part of that. You know, some veteran who's looking for his payday. Whatever. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, another another big reason why I went to Wayne State is because I wanted to be uh, part of something that has never been done. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we never won a national championship. So I wanted to go to a team that hadn't had a winning season in 30 years when I got there, Sean. And by the time my class graduated, we were the, were the winningest class in school history. And then, you know, the next class broke that. And then Troy Burrell and his class broke that. Uh, but we were able to start that. All right. I wanted to come to Detroit when I had the opportunity to go to either come back home to Detroit, go to the Vikings, or go to Denver. And I made the choice to come back home. Uh, and I felt it was only right. And this is where my heart was. And I wanted to be a part of the first Super Bowl that um, Detroit has ever won. And so when you go to these certain teams, you're going to the certain, these certain teams to leave a legacy. And that could be a big reason on why Clowney went to the Browns. All right. And so once we start to develop ourselves as a winning culture here and start to get more pieces and start winning more games, and start to be one of those usual suspects you, that you call it, mm-hmm. then more people will want to start coming here and play for this team because they won't be a, a Patriots team where they have one of many. You'll come here, you'll win one, and you'll basically be a Greek god here. You know, Forever. Forever. You'll always be loved here. And we'll always remember that a guy like Jadavian Clowney could have signed anywhere else, but he loved what he saw here and decided yeah. to want to be a part of this. And so yeah. we'll always, like you, you will be, you will be a hero for that forever. Yeah, for forever. So you look at, and then you look at the younger guys. The younger guys, we see that, we honor that. That's why we can sit up here and we can have a conversation with Tony Harrison. We say, listen. You know, he can give he he rang you off names. You're like, wow, he 
those guys because he saw those guys and he respects those and he respect them and now he's doing the same thing he saw them doing in the community if not more right and so it's guys like that who come back and you know we we respect it and we want to go to teams to where we can go somewhere and we can change the trajectory of their culture of what's been going on there and you know and I love to see it. I think it's good for Detroit. I think it's good for football in general, and I think it's good for the teams that don't get the respect they deserve, yep. but but on their way to the top. That I, guys, I I, I, well, I adamantly don't believe that guys don't want to come here. Um, guys will want to come here if you start winning. If you if you have a if you have a culture and look, I'm gonna at, tell you. I'm gonna tell you. This is one thing I like now. What we're doing is that when p- players and, and for for certain professional teams coming to town. We're not taking, we're like, we're keeping them in the, like, we're selling them properties in the city. All right. We're selling them properties in the city and they're staying in the city and they're paying taxes to the city, property taxes that's going to go back to our school districts uh, for our youth. So I, I love what we're doing here and I love that Detroit is really cleaning itself up and developing itself to where people are fighting to get in the city to find locations. So I love it. I love it. As Steve said, that D line in Cleveland looks scary. That's it, man. You nailed it. That that's the type of stuff people get excited about. It people people want a front row seat for it, and and that's what he's looking at. And when you and Joyke, when you add the infrastructure stuff that you that you're talking about that's going on in Detroit right now, is there more work to be done? To, of course there is. Of course there is. But, but you know what? Now. It it's it's growing by leaps and bounds. It's getting a reputation. You're reading good stories. Uh, you know, from national publications about the continuing renaissance of, of this city. And this time it's real. It's not just, hey, look at this block over here. Doesn't that look pretty? You, you, I mean, you know it. Drive down Woodward. Go go through the, the old Edison. Whatever the case may be, man, you're, you're seeing it with your own eyes. Go down Atwater. Yeah. Yeah, go down by the riverfront, you know, right front of the renaissance. And just drive that little strip and... And look at the developing that's going on uh, and look at what's also going to happen in the future. Um, you have the form, the former owner of the former owner of the um, of the bills, Ralph Wilson, uh, donate, I believe it was 30 to 50 million uh, mm-hmm. to the redevelopment of the riverfront. Mm-hmm. And so their foundation is given, um, I think, around 10 to something, 10 to 15 million a year. Uh, for the next semi years until they um, develop the whole uh, the whole waterfront, so it's exciting to see the city is coming back, Detroit's coming back, and uh, we're gonna make some noise. We're gonna make some noise. Boy, are they having fun? Our Facebook family is having fun today, and Kennedy's uh, right in the middle of it. Shout out to Kennedy, by the what's way. What's Kennedy? Yeah, she's right in the middle of it. They're they're a uh, lot of talk about WAP today. It is Wednesday. Yeah. Right? Isn't isn't Wednesday WAP day? Yeah. Uh Jenna says uh wop 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 and then my sister says absolutely. Abby, sit down somewhere. <laughs> sit down somewhere. Hey, now we overdue for a break. We had this one last break. Stay tuned. Um you have Sean Belizean, Drake Bell, Belizean the Bell over sports. Hey, it's Joey from Woodward Sports, and I am here in downtown Fenton at Bridge Street Exchange. This place has so many amazing things for guys. And ladies, this is the hidden spot that you got to come check out. I'm talking thorough good boots, best boots ever. They have barware. They got the Stormy Cromer hats. They got Carhartt hats, a huge Carhartt selection. They even got 
Snoop Dogg underwear. So go check them out, BridgeStreetExchange.com, and use the code word WSN for 15% off. What up, though? And we're back. Um, MSU football spring scrimmage. Um, not going to have any refs there. Um, still up in the air. Uh, I miss these games. Amen. I miss these. Amen. I miss these. I miss, you know what? The only thing I don't miss about the spring games is when the weather's terrible in spring. I remember we would put have, we'll have to put tape on our helmets on our air part because it'll be a snowstorm outside and we didn't have an indoor facility. So we had to practice outside in a snowstorm and we stand together like side by side with these things, with this tape on our, on our helmets to keep the air from getting in there um, and have to practice in that for two and a half hours. I couldn't stand it. Do you I know what, Joyke, I'm telling you, the thing that I miss the most, and I, I'm sure you, this means nothing to you, I miss when you guys can first put on your shells and you can first put on the pads that first week of August um, down at Tom Adams Field. I, I, I miss that. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to walk out. I can't wait to walk out on the field because it's like the routine that I've had with Coach Winters for mm -hmm. years now is I'll show up to that first practice and he'll see me and he'll go like this and he'll wave me over because mm -hmm. I'm not going to walk over there until he waves me over. That's his domain. You know what I mean? Right. That And I respect that. I'm serious. Right. And, you know, Coach, Coach, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, no, no. You wave me over, I'll walk over. But I'm not walking through all these football players to go talk to you until you wave me over. Joy, just standing out in the middle of the field and watch things happen around is such a, a – cool it's one of my favorite things all year. I'm not joking. And maybe mm. I'm a little kid, but – and I kind of felt that way about the spring game because a lot of times – is you know it's not a you like watching all the periods. game, yeah. But you know what? You're you're I, I'm down on the field and I'm 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 getting a different view at it than I normally do. Yeah, and uh, it's so how it's usually, cool. Uh, so how it usually works? We have about three weeks of training camp, and I remember coming in from high school from having three days of training camp to having three weeks of it, and so that was a big, big, big difference for me. And uh, what you do is you practice all week, and then on that weekend you'll have a scrimmage. And you go through another week, you have another scrimmage at the end of that week. And then you go through the last week of training camp, and you have, like, the final scrimmage, uh, which is a little bit more intense. And then that's going into the following week with for the first game. And I remember planning those games, and I remember the last, the very last uh, scrimmage we had. We came in the next day for meetings, and at the time I was third or fourth string, and the coach came in. They said, listen, guys, we're going to make some um, some changes on the depth chart before we go into this first game. And um, that's where they moved me from third or fourth string up to first string. And they put Chris Middlebrook, who was a senior, at second string. And um, we had another guy by the name of um, Smitty. Uh, his name was Smitty. He was a junior. He was from Florida. For a lot of deal, put your L's up. For a lot of deal, put your L's up. And so we had these guys, and it was just a cool experience. And um, those training camps, <laughs> they made us eat weenies and beans as, as as freshmen because we couldn't work out with the team in the off. I mean, during the summer. And so, for anyone who made their one ten test, um, they got steak, or they made it to ninety percent of the workouts in the um, summer. They got steak and they got and they got 
um, shrimp, like steak and shrimp, or you know. And for the people who couldn't make it, they gave us weenies and beans. And I remember my roommate said, man, I'm about to quit, man. I'm like, you about to quit because you had to eat weenies and beans? Like, I didn't understand that. But, hey, guys, it's coming to an end. You got Sean Belizean. We got Drake Bell here with another episode of Belizean the Bell. Tap in tomorrow. Gang, gang.